Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey, Dogs Be Geeks. I'm so excited for today. We have another client on with us to talk about multi-dog households. And when I say multi-dog households, I'm not talking about two. I'm not talking about three. I'm not even talking about four. Heather, welcome. How many damn dogs do you have? I have seven. And if you had to say (laughs) how much they all weigh, I was guessing about 250, 300 pounds total for them. Because Britt and I were talking about it the last episode. Because I told everybody we were recording with you. So I'm guessing, because uh, you got at least two total, that are close total, to hunt. Total, total weight, we're probably over 350. Holy moly. So I underestimated. Yeah. Poor little Charlie. He just put you right over 350. Yeah. He's 11 pounds, Charlie. <laughs> right over. <laughs> right over that 350 mark. He's so damn cute. You have a house full. Yes. Um, you have a decent sized house. Mm-hmm. Great property, mm-hmm. lots of acreage. Yes. How do you manage these dogs and keep everybody sane? I mean, that's kind of what I want to go into. I want I want our listeners to go. You know what? If Heather can do it with seven dogs, then I have no reason to complain about not being able to train two dogs. Or three dogs, mm-hmm. or even four dogs. <laughs> you only have me. because you only have one that's <laughs> when, like non-functioning right. kind of. <laughs> when I was at one point, when I was down to four, because I'm on my second generation. When I was down to four, I was like, "Ooh, this is easy, right?" <laughs> You're like, four, I got this." <laughs> I got this. <laughs> All right, so Heather, tell everybody <laughs> what, what in the hell you have. Okay. So we'll we'll start from the little little and work our way up. Oh God, my so, little boy, yeah, my little, little baby boy. Little I adore him so hard. But now that I have Myers, yeah, I've got my you know. Now I don't have to try to still. I've tried to steal Charlie at least a dozen times. You, um, you have. You come and you always want to take. Look, him I'm home. like, look, you have a house full. You wouldn't miss him. Come on, he's nope. everything I'm looking for. 
And I still didn't get him, but now no. I'm glad. Thank you. Yes. It's unanswered prayers. Thank you, Garth Brooks. Yeah. Um, I have... <laughs> Because I have Myers. So you have Myers. Yes. yes. So Charlie is a little 11-pound uh, Shishan, Shih Tzu Bishan mix. And, uh, and then from there, from Charlie, we go to Scooter. I and love Scooter. Scooter. Oh, I should do ages. Um, yes. Charlie is eight and a half. Um, and all of these dogs um, are rescues. With yes. their own rescue story. And that gets into more that we'll talk about later, but just the, the quick thing. So um, Charlie's eight and a half. And then um, we go to Scooter. And Scooter is a Beagle, Corgi, whole bunch of other stuff mix. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> looks like my very first dog is an adult. I'm just saying, almost yeah. identical. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. And uh, Scooter's girl. She uh, is 17. Which is awesome. Over 17. So doesn't look like she's going to be seeing 18, but you know, Aww. we're still happy that she's with us. Um, and then um, from Scooter, we go to Nala. Nala is three, and uh, she's about 40, 45 pounds. She's the newest. She's the newest, and uh, she was a drop-off um, on our road. Um, and then we go to Annie. Annie is a very svelte, 47 pounds. <laughs> she used to be about 53, so she's down to... We were saw on the vet a couple weeks ago. She's like, she's perfect weight. She's, she's fabulous. Perfect. Um, and so Annie is a Border Collie mix, and she's nine and a half. And then uh, we go to Buddy, the Golden Retriever, who most people think is a big dog. Nope, not in our house. <laughs> nope. Um, Buddy is a, is a trim, kind of 64 pounds. And uh, he is 10, 10, 10 years old. And a humper. And uh, he's a happy humper. He's a happy humper. Loves, Total happy humper. Yes, he is. I love him. He's, he's a happy guy. And, uh, and then we go to uh, Urkel. Urkel is now seven, and he's a chocolate lab, very tall chocolate lab um, with a little bit of mix in him. And uh, and then the big guy is uh, um, Rufus, and he's um, eight years old, and he's 100 pounds. And, uh, but he's as tall as a Great Dane. Yes. I mean, super tall, like just looks at the, when you're at the table, he's just looking across the table at all the plates. Yes. Um, big old guy, big head. Gorgeous eyes. Yes, he has amber eyes. He has soulful yes. eyes. You look at him and you just melt mm-hmm. into him. Mm-hmm. He's a good dog. I mean, he is just, yeah. oh. He's he's uh, he's grown into himself <sighs> over the, the time that um, that he's been with us. Um, mm. So Love him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so just all precious. That's the group. So, that- <laughs> it's, a, it's a big group. It's a huge group. Mm-hmm. And even though... Scooters being the oldest one, everybody else is pretty active. Oh, very active. Scooter's just kind of like, I'll go and do my thing. Mm-hmm. I still like my walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now she's to the point she goes outside down the ramp. Oh. Um, and uh, she just kind of potties, doodles about in the front yard, and then walks back in the house. And she's like, that was so. that felt like a full day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to sleep for five hours now. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. So. I love that. Um, you know, with this many dogs, being that the majority of them are in a fairly similar age. Yes. With Nala being the youngest. Yes. Who does she tend to kind of, kind of venture towards as far as playfulness? Because, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at ages, yeah, we can say, you know, Charlie's, what, eight? Okay. Charlie, 
I, I know. I'm like, I just half. forgot eight and, eight and a half. But Charlie doesn't act eight and a half of what people no. think of eight and a half, right? No. And, and even, same thing with the rest, like well, Urkel Annie, being Annie seven. Is, and, well, and Annie is the border collie is ten. Oh, I don't think I said what kind of. She, she's a she's a border collie, and she's ten. See, I would never. I don't think about that when I come over. I asked our integrative vet medicine to guess how old she was, and uh, she was like six or seven. Wow. And I said, no, she's ten. I love that. And, uh, so, yeah. And see, and that's, again, it's like people think, oh, my dog's 10. They're already old. Mm-mm. No, guys. You, you've got to really, I mean, don't automatically assume because they get at a certain age that, oh, they can't do this anymore. They can't do that anymore. I mean, it's going to be an individual. Yeah. But I think but, a, a lot, too, is, you know, I do things for these guys to keep them in a very healthy space. And, yes. uh, and so whether it's the joint supplements, you know, I don't accept, ah, uh, the dog has a hard time getting up. They're just old dog. Right. Well, don't do, don't worry about it. Don't just, worry. They're about old. It. Well, if you've given them all the supplements and seen the, the doctors and seen, you know, what can you do for them to help them? Because I mean, I don't want to be old and achy and feel like crap. You know, that's right. going to make me irritable. Because you will age, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'll age a lot faster. So I want to be as healthy and young and spry as long as I can. Absolutely. And, you know, when you bring up, I think a lot of people don't realize that there are so many more things we can do for our animals than just a yearly vet visit. Yes. There's so much more. I mean, nutrition, you guys have heard mm-hmm. us 5,000 times about nutrition. Um, and we're going to do another episode on nutrition uh, coming up, but it's just like there's more that you can do if you want more time from the dogs. You're gonna have to educate yourself because there's yeah. not a ton of information right now out there. I think it's starting to to grow. Yeah, but you have to look for it. Yeah, well, and people that have known Scooter um, I love for a Scooter. long time, they can't believe she's still around. They're like, you're kidding me. She's she's not gone yet. I was like, nope, she's still here. And I will tell you the biggest thing I think of why that is, um, is we go to acupuncture and she's been going to acupuncture for, um, I think about four years now. Wow. And, uh, and it only started because, well, I had another rescue dog that I only ended up having eight months, but he was a neighbor's dog who didn't know what to do with the old dog. And well, I took the old dog and whatever. <laughs> So, but I was getting him, you know, I took him to the vet, um, and said, you know, what can we do? And, uh, and so he was getting acupuncture. And so there I asked and for socialization, I would always take another dog with me, you know, not just him. So somebody else always, you know, somebody else gets to go. Um, and, uh, and I had scooter and I, and I just asked the, the doc, I said, Hey, what do you think? Um, you know, when is a good time to start, you know, when do you need to you start doing acupuncture, you know, start doing things to help them. And she says, actually, cause she said, now how old is she? And, and I think, I guess at that point she would have been about 13 or 12 or 13. And uh, she said, actually, now is the time. Now's a good time. And, uh, and that'll just keep her going longer. She goes, it's easier to start now. Um, so that when she's really hurting, it's not cause you won't get as much progress. That makes sense. And, and yeah. so, and so, you know, you'll, you'll start and maybe you go once a month. So right. you don't go all the time, you know, and then it'll kind of decrease. And now, well, with Scooter, we're going every week. But, you know, it's, but that, it wasn't always like that. It's and preventative care. So it's preventative, sure. I mean, we do it with ourselves. Most of us do it with ourselves. Maybe not everybody, we but <laughs> we try to. But yeah, I think that we need to look more at doing that with dogs so that 
because if they're feeling good, Mm -hmm. they're going to act better. Yeah. They're going to be um, better at learning things, better at dealing with a house full of other dogs that have Mm -hmm. different personalities, different attitudes, Mm -hmm. different genetics, Mm -hmm. different needs, different wants. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yes. Um, Before we kind of get into that insanity of seven dogs. Do you want to go back to the original question? What was the original Nala, damn question? Nala. Who does Nala? Who does Nala play with? Or oh my god! To? Uh, <laughs> this is what happens. I can't. Yes. Or, or did you want to go down the other road you were you were wanting to do? <laughs> I forgot what the original question was. Oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, yeah. So who does? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, I totally, so, yeah, yeah, I'm like, because totally this is what I said. We just start talking yeah. and you never know where we're going to go. No, it just goes. So, um, well, I actually came to know Nikki because <laughs> because of Urkel, the chocolate lab, the big chocolate lab, yes. who, who had uh, two two knee surgeries um, within his first year and a half of life. Mm. And uh, he and he came to me at eight months old. So do the math on that one. Oof. Um so he, I asked for Nikki's help. <laughs> the vet recommend, recommended me because I was at a loss for what to do. And I had done other trainings with, and, you know, we have a pretty, um, I had a rules oriented house and I know we'll talk We're gonna about totally that. We're going to that. totally yep. get into that one. But so, um, Urkel, nobody in the house would play with him. <laughs> And, and, but he was a very, I don't know. I don't know. My hypothesis is he wasn't socialized very well as a puppy and, and maybe he didn't get the litter time or maybe he was, didn't have litter mates or whatever. I don't know his deal, but it I mean, seems two knee like surgeries before you got him. No. Okay. After, after I got him. Okay. After okay. I got him. Okay. So, so he, maybe it was within two years or so, but anyhow, he, he, because he's, he has the attitude of, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to blow through it. Right. And he pushes through everything and he's, he's going to, but he does it in a fun way. And he's very fun. It's a and, sweet way. And he loves people and he loves life. I mean, yeah. if we can do life at 110% every day, he's a part that's of that's him. Yes. And, uh, but he has, he had no, um, self-control Mm-mm. and, uh, and it just got to the point where they just went it, and it resulted in a, a fight, um, an argument with the big black guy, the the big dog who is the best with signals and the best with everything. And he just got to the point where I, I'm not putting up with you being a bully like that. And so he went back at, at Urkel, and Urkel would not um, back down. So we have a 185 pound fight. Yeah. So, um, and I've learned, you know, and I've learned through different circumstances. I know which dogs, I know the dogs well enough to know which ones will not back down from a fight. And so I really pay attention to situations that might put those dogs together in a situation that would cause an altercation. I love that because most people are like, well, you live together. You should be able to, you have to be able to do this. Mm-mm. And really you, you have to go, you're an individual. Yes. You can't just force an mm-hmm. individual to be with another individual in right. a certain situation. And yeah. we have to get through our minds that they are individuals. So much so. Yeah. And they're all, <laughs> they all have their own little needs and their own <laughs> things. And it's not like you can just say, oh, I have a lot of dogs. You guys all play together and it'll be okay. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. It's never really worked that way. Um, and 
you know, when I never set out to have a lot of dogs, it, <laughs> it just kind of happened. I've, I've always have loved animals and, and all that. And, um, it, it, you know, one, you know, I had to, and then my best friend at the time was deploying. And so I, she said, can you keep my three? And I said, okay. So I went from two to, <laughs> to and I had five and then we, we ended up being together. So now I have five dogs for the rest of my life. <laughs> You know, with the last 10 years, I'm in the army. And so. Oh, yeah. And do, that we are totally good to that, that military right. lifestyle of when I came yeah. in to, to teach yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So, so back to the story. So, because yeah. um, we still Nala, have not gone with not, we still yeah. not answered the question of so, Nala. <laughs> so, we were, Nikki and I were really working with Urkel, or Nikki was helping me work with Urkel. Nikki was really not doing anything except coming in and telling me what to do. <laughs> Which, which I will say, I mean, and that's one Nikki's of my not points. Doing shit, <laughs> no. except teaching her, right? I mean, you 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 uh, yeah. can see it. I don't so live with easily. you, yeah, right, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. If you want, you know, you have to prioritize what you want. Yes, and if if you want a certain outcome, you have to put in the work. Yes. And thank th- you. there are no shortcuts. Amen. And if I had a shot of tequila, I would do a shot yeah. to celebrate that. Yeah. Because there are no shortcuts and you, you have to do the work. Yeah. And honestly, we're in the middle of a work progress that's been, I hate to say it's over a year and a half old and it's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, but it's because I'm not putting in the work. It, it could have been done and, and that's okay. We'll still, and, we're still, we're going to keep working. And we're going to keep working on it. Um, but with Urkel, we were putting in the work and doing stuff, and I was taking him to daycare, which doggy daycare, which is hilarious, right? You like you have seven dogs. Why are you taking your dog <laughs> to daycare? Because nobody wants to fucking play with him. <laughs> it's like we have to find him a way to play. Well, he needs a horse. He, he to was, play with. Well, and the problem was he was starting to feel um, there was something wrong with him. Well, yeah, because and, if, if he's because they're such and, social creatures, right? And he was starting to feel ostracized and like there's something wrong with me. Yeah, and that's not and 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 I will I will also just throw in here because I think this is another point we'll yeah, talk we'll about later. Yeah. Well, might but, do a whole other podcast yeah, on it. But part of my care team uh, is an animal communicator, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I um, Sandra Larson is just wonderful, um, and she's not even in Nashville. She's actually in in uh, Dallas area in Texas. Yep. yep. So, but uh, but I. We talk to the dogs and it helps give me insight into things that are happening more so than just what I see. I mean, I can see Urkel, you know, there's something going on there, but then I can really sense that like, ooh, Urkel is, Urkel is going to spiral down if I don't get this resolved. Yes. And, uh, and so we were about eight months or so into that, maybe. I'm not sure how long. And then, um, Nala came. <laughs> I guess if you could call it that. <laughs> She, and she, a little spitfire, came in, and she was... Uh, Y'all know that song, Old School, of, you dropped the bomb on me, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. You dropped the bomb. Yeah, okay, that's so, Nala. So she, um, well... But in a good she, way for some. Yeah, she's a red bone, she's a red bone coonhound mix. Um, and I didn't know that. And this is just a funny story. I have to just yes. throw this out in there because I brought her to the vet. Well, I, she was dropped off on my road um, and she ended up 
I was leaving one morning. She was curled up at the end of the lane. And I, you can't see the end of the lane from the house, so I didn't even know she was there. And she was curled up, and I was like, oh, this dog. So I called my neighbor. I was like, hey, can you sit with this dog? I got to go run this errand, and when I come back, if the dog's still here, <laughs> I'll, I'll do something with her so, or with it. And uh, anyway, so I tried to figure it all out. And the end of the day, no. And, and so I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll keep her. And at that point, she made seven. <laughs> and uh, so I was this like, was after okay. I'd already started working with you. Yes, after yes. you'd already been working yes. with me. And so, and there's more stories with her with that initial stuff I didn't do right. And I, you know, I consider myself a smart person. And I thought I had been to Nikki's communication seminar and I was pretty good at reading signs and doing stuff. And, um, but I didn't do some things right with her and it's added to her, her baggage. But you and learn. And you learn. Right. right. And so that's the now, thing is if, okay, you don't know it, fine, but you learn as yeah. long as you keep so, improving and that's yeah. life. Yeah. I'm not the same trainer I was yesterday. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. So we just sure. keep learning. Yeah. So, but anyhow, now <laughs> ask, ask the vet what kind of, cause she's a, you know, a, a, a small little dog. I even thought she was a Rhodesian Ridgeback puppy. I mean, I really thought she was. She's pretty. Look, she's red. She's yeah, red. She's didn't have the feisty. ridge, but I was like, okay. Feisty. And uh, didn't even ask my vet what what kind of dog she was. And the vet, who's very smart, and uh, and she she was like, you know, I see a lot of these. I just, I just, you know, this just Tennessee brown dog. That's <laughs> Tennessee brown dog comes out a lot. Heinz fifty seven comes out a lot. A sooner. Sooner be one thing uh, or the other. Sooner be, yeah. Right. So, but anyhow, Tennessee Brown Dog. Never heard that before in my life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um, I anyway. I think you said Blackmouth Cur the first time I talked to you. Didn't mm. we talk about Blackmouth Cur? Not With me. her? Or you might have. You might have thought that. I Did don't I? remember. I don't know. I so, don't know. in the end, we thought she was spayed. She wasn't. That was <laughs> that was a party. I did remember I, me talking about Buddy, the yeah. happy humper. Oh yeah, but all the boys were interested. He was living his whole life for this yeah. day. No, so all the boys were interested, and yeah, and I didn't know, and I was doing vacations and all different kinds of stuff, and was dog sitting her somewhere else <laughs> instead of at the house, and oh my gosh. Anyway, um, yeah, we got all that figured out. But in the end, she she plays with Urkel. And so that's who that's who they gravitate to. And those two have a whole different style of play that's not like how they play with anybody else. And those two, I, sh- I should record it for Nikki's communication seminar. Absolutely. Those two, it's it looks like a bear fight with open mouths. Love it. And it's... And it's just this obnoxious, and it's just like, oh, you guys are going to kill yourselves. But that's what they do. It freaks people out so much when they hear that. But yet if they have kids and they're screaming bloody murder, they're just like, well, unless I see blood, we're good. (laughs) I mean, dog skin's a lot tougher. I mean, let's just say that right yeah, yeah, and, and they don't they don't bite and hang no. on. They just open their mouth and yep. and do all that and dance around yep. and jump on each other and chase each other. And it's, oh their, my gosh. it's the way as long as there's consent in that yeah. play, yeah, then that's good. Yeah. Now I will say on occasion, um, I I do if it really looks like it's escalating, like they're both getting super amped. Yep. Then then I I stop it, and then they're both like, oh, okay. And, you know, and it's fine. But just so it doesn't get to that point where then somebody's going to trigger right, switch. Like two five-year-olds on caffeine on the yeah. ball field. Right. Yeah. yeah getting yeah. mad about, yeah. you know, playing smear the queer. Mm-hmm. Which, 
I played a lot growing up. <laughs> I don't know why I always had to carry the ball. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that yeah. to another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, Some call it rugby. We called it smear the queer yeah. with one person. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that okay. answered the question. Who does Nala play with? That's right, Urkel. Urkel. Look at but that. But she plays. Well, we only took 20 minutes to answer that. <laughs> yeah. Now, she does, but she plays with, she's an equal opportunity player. She plays with everybody. But here's the thing with that is, does she do a good job at adjusting the way she plays with everybody? Because that's how you get a well-rounded dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a fan of, like, People that only allow their dogs to play with dogs that play just like them or like a daycare that has, well, your dog plays with this group, so they play that day. Well, how are you going to learn to control yourself and read signals if you're not getting other opportunities to play with dogs that maybe want to play more gentle? Mm-hmm. And play a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of like having, you know, hey, if I'm only playing and hanging out with extroverts, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to have know how to handle introverts or people that are a little more shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's good with everybody, and she she will adjust her style. Excellent. Um, with with everybody, she gets with Charlie. <laughs> The little guy wants to be a big dog. God, I he love really him does. so hard. He 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 wants to be a big dog, and he likes to get everybody chasing him in the house. Oh my which god, they <laughs> love to do. And uh, but then he like wants safe base. Can you imagine so, three hundred pounds <laughs> chasing you at once? Oh yeah. Well, in the house, <laughs> the house is of a size where everybody can run, you know, across, you know, through the kitchen or in the living room, around the sofa, oh through God. the dining room, you know, wherever you want to go. I love it. Uh, but yeah, but when I hear all that, but as sometimes she doesn't know, um, she wants to like grab him a little bit and so yes. i have to i have to wash that um and then okay i just make sure charlie has safe base yeah and uh and so then you know and, and yeah. it's either he jumps in a chair and they leave him alone because oh in our house well i guess one of our rules um is you know the dogs don't get on the furniture the big dogs none of the big dogs do um, Nala, Nala came with a bunch of bad habits that I've <laughs> allowed her to continue, which I really don't know why, but yeah. So Nala gets on the sofa, but when chasing Charlie, the little guy, she will not get on the sofa or because she won't. She chase knows that's home base. Right. She knows that's his safe. His See, safety. And that's the thing is when we allow the dogs to interact like that, they will do a really good job at communicating with each mm-hmm. other. Now we need to help because we may have moments to where like yeah. Nala gets overly excited sure and you know just like all of us we get a little excited sometimes mm-hmm. and we yeah. we need to be reined in yeah if Brittany was here she'd be like fuck that's nikki every day but <laughs> thank yeah. god she's in the other room we kicked her out of the room yeah. um but it's yeah i mean I, I love that because i think it's so important that dogs learn how to play with dogs of different different sizes mm-hmm. and um and that they and i love that charlie plays with the bigger dogs because one thing that irritates me is with Myers, he's now 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. He doesn't quite look 15 pounds because mm-hmm. he's... He looks little. He's a little. He's, little. Yeah. he's cute. Um, when he barks, people are like, oh, he has the small dog syndrome. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. He is just a puppy trying to figure out his world. Mm-hmm. He's got Yorkie in him, so that bark is just going to come out whether he likes it or not. Yeah. But he has played with t- a lot of different sizes. Mm-hmm. Um 
And I think that if we allow that to happen, then dogs are going to be more well-rounded to handle situations that may be a little bit more scary or a dog that may be playing a little more rough. Mm -hmm. Because like with Charlie, if he's running, he's in charge of the game. Mm -hmm. He can stop the game at any time. Mm-hmm. He just has to stop running. Mm-hmm. It's the job of the other dogs to respect that. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he has found a way to do that, mm-hmm. which in turn is going to keep him safe if he ever is involved with other dogs that he doesn't live with. Right. Because he's learned good skills. Yeah. But so are your dogs. Yeah. Right. They've learned yeah. to play with smaller dogs. Sure. To read mm-hmm. those signals. Mm-hmm. We have to stop taking that size in consideration when that interaction happens. Mm-hmm. Um, dogs, they all communicate the same. Yeah. I mean, we're human. Mm-hmm. I'm most of the time I'm human. <laughs> You're taller than me. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Damn it, that pisses me off. <laughs> I want to be tall. But we still communicate the same. Sure. It doesn't change just because our sizes are different. And yeah. I think we need to get a look. You know, we need to do better at that. Because I think when people heard that you had a dog that's 11 pounds. Yeah. Living with 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, three hundred and forty pounds of other oh, dogs, no. right? Yeah. Do you just keep them separated? No. Right. And that is that, that people yeah. need to understand that they well, can cohabitate. And, and and I think the thing too is, you know, everybody kind of has their, I don't know, it's not their place in the house, but they all kind of gravitate to places that are comfortable for mm-hmm. them. You know, we have a lot of dog beds in the house, um, understandably so, but nobody gets to own a bed. Right. Um, nobody has ever wanted to own a bed, so it's just, you know, they're up. Now, we do have um, the big um, the big guy, Rufus, has a big crate. It's like, you would not believe how big a crate you could buy. He's big. But, oh, my gosh. He's huge. The crate is huge. Thank it's God so the house adorable. is big. But, so when he, so when I was trying to get dog crates out of the living room. Um, yeah. And it's a big living room, so that's good um but you've made some really though your crates make really nice uh tops like i don't even know the word i'm looking for that you have really nice plants Plants. yeah it's a plant stand you have plants so yeah great plant stands i put a piece of wood (laughs) plywood covered it with the brown material i love it and then just put plants on it it's great it's just like a night it's own table it really is cool but what i but what i was just wanted to put one up and (laughs) Buddy, the golden is great friends with the big guy, and he wanted to have a crate next to Rufus. And I was like, and we know that, you know, from talking with Sandra, the animal communicator. So I was like, okay. All right. So, so anyhow, so we have another crate that's, well, about an inch shorter that's, you know, next to that one Mm -hmm. um, on the wall. And so they could both be, now we don't put, we don't lock the crates. They just like to go in there and, and rest. Because they know that's their they, place for it's, rest. It's a place for rest. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. I like that because I think every dog needs a place to where it's kind of a, uh, it's a zone where they can be in where they're not bothered. Yes. Whether it's by another dog or a human. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they need to have that. We mm-hmm. all need it. As, sure. a, as extroverted as I am, mm-hmm. I like my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, no offense, Britt, when she listens to this. She's going to her, with her mama to a concert. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, I got the whole house to myself. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, woo. Just because my entire job is being around people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I look forward to that, and even though I am time. extroverted. Yeah. And I love her and I love spending time with her, but we all need that. 
Yeah. And it may be for a short period of time or it may be a long period of time. And, and I think dogs need to learn that. I'm working with a client now who's having inner pack aggression issues. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm noticing is that their dog is more of an introvert. Mm, so yeah. having all the dogs around, because yeah. they have, I think, four others, having all the other dogs around all day, and then whenever they that dog wants to go see the mom or dad, and these yeah. other dogs are all around, they just can't handle it. Right. Because their cup has runneth over. Sure. And I think that we don't consider that. I think we consider that dogs should love everyone and yeah. every dog and yeah. be just willing to do anything. Yeah. It, you know, that reminds me of something when you talk about the dogs coming to the, the people from mm-hmm. loving. Um, one thing, what, what I really try to do is when you have that many dogs is to honor the one who comes to you for that for that affection. So if somebody's kind of hanging around you and you, okay, this one wants it. And it doesn't mean all the others come like you're just sitting on the sofa and one comes over. Well, love on them because that's probably what they're asking for. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what they do. But what Urkel, the bully would do, (laughs) he would come up. Oh, somebody's getting loving, man. Here I come. And he pushes his his big head in there and pushes them out of the way. And because they respect signals yep. they'll leave because they're like whatever and, i'll just get love later yeah but then they However, reinforce him but it reinforces him yep. so i've i've so made a conscious effort to push him away and frankly he doesn't listen very good so, <laughs> so literally push him away and tell him he has to wait his turn and love on the one you were loving <laughs> and then and then i always honor that so that yeah. okay and then okay now here let me love on you and yeah. so he's like okay i got my time yeah. And, uh, but that is, that is something that, and until I had him, no, I didn't have anybody pushing in for loving. It was just, you know, that's a common problem I hear about. Yeah. Is, is dogs coming up and pushing other dogs out of the way. So I typically tell people, just tell them that's enough and give them another cue of maybe go lay down, yeah. go get on your bed, mm-hmm. you know, something just to say, just wait a second. I will give it to you. Yes. But you need to be respectful yeah. of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, and I do, I think it's, I think it's again, looking at the dogs as individuals. Yes. Instead of saying, I have a pack of seven dogs. Yeah. yeah you got seven dogs mm-hmm. and maybe in their mind, it's all a pack, but mm-hmm. you're still individuals. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first came to you. Sure. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget the first time you came to the door. <laughs> You made me feel like I feel like look, Steve. Steve. Look, I Steve. feel like Steve. It's like you made me feel like. Well, I don't know why I'm doing that. That's what you're supposed to do. I made you feel like Steve. But go ahead. I'll let you tell your story. No, but no, you're right. Because I literally, and I had a client just last week where I literally didn't know they were my clients as I saw them walking down the road. And when I got to their house, and they weren't there, and they finally came back. I was like. Okay, now I'm understanding a lot, but mm-hmm. he's military. He's ex-military. Um, okay. Okay, so, so I do, I wonder, I, my first question to him was, are you having any fun? <laughs> are you having any fun interacting with your dogs, right? So mm-hmm. when I did, when I came there, you were very like, you got to do what I say. You got to do it now. You got to be in control because you have a history Mm-hmm. And I did not, last time, I, and I don't think I've ever done this, and I'm ashamed of myself, but thank you for the service. 
Oh, you're welcome. For, that you have put in. Yeah. For my crazy ass to be able to do what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> but you were military. Sure. Um, but also, when we were talking right before we started recording, uh-huh. it sounds like that what you did in the military, and I, and I do want you to tell people, uh, is, is most sure. is what you're comfortable with, prepared you to manage these different mindsets but kind of modified because the goal wasn't all the same does that make sense maybe so so with when you were in military and and you were doing things and i'm gonna let you explain that you were kind of saying okay we're all with the same common goal sure so everybody's mindset was on the Um, common goal where your dogs are going to have different mindsets of what they really want. Right. Right. Well, and, and I think just with my, my childhood upbringing and then the military, it was all, there's a, there's a right way to do things and everything else is wrong. (laughs) I mean, that's how I was brought up. All right. And, and I think a lot of people were brought up that way. And I think the military reinforced that. Yes. There's, there's the way to do things. Now, you know, that's, there are multiple ways to get to the objective at the end. Right. I mean, understandably so, but there's the, the, you know, the, you can rank them all in the best way and all that. Um, There's all terminology for that. (laughs) We won't do that here. So, uh, but I think, so, you know, I have open-mindedness to understand that um, each of the dogs can get there in a different way. Um, But at the end of the day, it's still the end result. Right. Am I going down the road? road Yeah. No, I think that's good because I I do think that sometimes people think that they want their dogs to all do the same thing, that they should all get there the same path. Yeah. But that means we're not taking that individualism in. Yeah. And I didn't realize that in the army you had so many people under you. Yeah. I find it very difficult with just 46 inmate trainers Uh literally today Mm -hmm. asking a question Mm -hmm. of a training question and giving them two answers for them to pick which answer they thought was right. Literally having to give the question four different ways for them to understand it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I thought I was going to lose my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like they were overthinking it. So yeah, I I think that that teaches you something. I learned something today. I've been teaching people for 26 years. Yeah. And I really thought I had the hang of it. Mm -hmm. But today I was like, am I just not making this clear enough? Yeah. Or how can I make it more kind of clear for this group? So when you have like seven dogs, mm-hmm. and you have, you know, you were over what? How many people? 200? Oh. Well, at Something. the end, I had a staff of 286 people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the different thought process sure. and how they learn and how they accept information. Yeah. Do you think that helped you? Well, I uh, I think... The military writ large did. I mean, you know, I I wasn't interacting with all each right. of those people individually. Right. There's a whole hierarchy of how everything goes right. together. Um, but it definitely opens your mind to different um, different ways. You know, different ways to get to the same end. Right. That, that, and just because it's that, a dog, it's not that, the same path. Right. And that there's different learning styles, mm-hmm. and people respond to different kinds of leadership. Yep. And they, you know, different people lead differently. And I mean, it's just a whole, whole host of, of different things. So I, 
I guess to a degree, yes. Um, you know, it, it, it has helped. Um, I, I wouldn't I, say, um, yeah. I mean, because I, I know that when I got there, you were, mm-hmm. you didn't uh, tell me military. Oh, I didn't. You Not mm-hmm. when I first got there, right? Sure. But I could tell by how mm-hmm. rigid mm-hmm. and rule-based mm-hmm. you were like, no, this has got to happen here, 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 here. Mm-hmm. Like rules, and that was a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. It was very big. And I came in and, and tried to shake all that up. Yeah, you did at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, you kind of asked me like why I did that. And I was like, what? <laughs> Isn't that right? So then it made me, it made me, made me go like Steve, like, right? Like that isn't the right thing to do. What, what should I be doing? And that's not it. I was like, oh my gosh. And, and it's kind of like, you know, but, and sometimes you'd say, well, I don't care what your dog does. And I was be like, what do you mean you don't care? You should care. You're a dog trainer, behaviorist, all this, whatever. I was like, you should care. I care. And, uh, so. But I think it's just over. She's falling out of her chair. I don't give a shit if your dog sits before you put the leash on. Shit. Why do you need that? Right? But yeah, I mean, just, you know, it was just the way, it was the way we did things. Right. And that's the way I, I just assumed. And yeah, I mean, you know, you go from having one dog and then you have two dogs and then that one doesn't walk good on a leash and it's a bigger dog than the first little guy. Uh-huh. And, you know, and so you just kind of, and then mm-hmm. finally you're like, oh my God, I have five. Okay. We need to have some structure here because I can't just, we can't willy nilly this. You're right. And, and that, I will say that that is the one thing you have taught me. Okay. I wow. have, I know, right? Wow. I saved that one mm-hmm. for just right here. I have never been big on routine because mm. for me, life... It was restrictive. Yeah, because for me, my thought mm-hmm. is if you have a routine and life throws a, an, a wrench in it, like mm-hmm. it does, mm-hmm. um, you can't follow that routine. So is that going to cause more anxiety to the dog? Or does the dog understand that, yeah, there's some things that we do regularly and if it doesn't happen, no big deal. Mm-hmm. For me, I... I want to find a balance between this root stringent stringent sure. routine sure. and routine. So for me, the word routine is hard for me. Mm. I admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like expectations so that when so like instead of saying like I'm going to feed at five o'clock. Oh yeah. It's when I feed you, whether it's five o'clock or six o'clock. Here's my expectation. So as sure. long as my expectations the same, sure, we should be good. Sure. You have a really good routine with your dogs, mm-hmm. and we've gone back and forth on this, mm-hmm. and I've listened, mm-hmm. and you've listened. Mm-hmm. I think we've done a really good job we, at back and we forth. We have. You almost had me, you had me in tears a couple times. Oh, I don't, I don't make you in tears. You make yourself make in tears. I make myself in tears. I felt bad. I cried. <laughs> I, it was an emotional day. What can I say? Uh, we always, but we had those, we, right? We had those, right? Um, but, but no. Yeah, but we have that, gone back and forth about We that. have, and I, and I think it's really helped me to think more about when is the right time to do that and Mm -hmm. i think that the more i kind of start thinking about your group of seven Mm -hmm. that actually your routine may be the reason why you have so much success Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. i don't know if that's possible for everyone Mm -hmm. just because they don't have that that background of military because I think ah. background in military is very different. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, because you I, kind you, of, it's, it's like this, you're but, used to routine. Okay, so let me tell you. Some military people love it. And others can't stand yeah. it. So you can't make it. I mean, so, okay. So here's, here's just, let me just go on this real divergent thing. I so love it. people who are not military and have no military experience think military people are a certain way. Yes, we do. I'm we're, totally going to tell you that. Yes. We're just like dogs. We're all different people. <laughs> How's that? Right? <laughs> we're all different. And so there is a structure. Yes, you have you have to be at a certain place at right. a certain time, and that is required. You right. know, you're most successful if you're a little bit early because then you're never late, <laughs> right? That's in you know you learn that, and if you don't learn that, you don't stay. I mean, that's just kind of one of those things. Um, you learn those things that make you successful, right. so you continue okay. to do that. Okay. So, um, yeah. But. Do you find that if there is not structure, that things are chaotic? Um, I have not overly <laughs> diverged. So let me just, this is a good place. This is a good place to talk about what I do. Right? Okay. All right. what, what it yeah, is. So we, because, because I do think, because I know we have a lot of listeners that are like, okay, well, I have two kids that are in sports. We have sure. a dog. We have, right. We have we all have this. So, all these things. Right. So I want to, I, I, I want people to know there is a balance. Sure. Right. Of sure. things. Um, but to be successful with a multi-dog household, yes, we have to have some structure and some so. sense of something. So, yeah. all right. So let's take a quick break because I have to go to the bathroom again. Okay. Yep. Um, and, and then we'll be And back. then we'll come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're back. Okay, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See, <laughs> I'm, I was telling her that I was really happy to, that she helps me think outside the box and she was just... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I can't do it. Now. I so can't. Do it. I was like, I'm happy to help. Yeah, she's so happy to I'm help. So happy to help. So happy to help. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we went and we used the bathroom, and she got more water. And well, I'm out of beer, so I got wine. So here we are in my Michael Myers yes. glass because every day is Halloween. Sure. Yes. Hence Myers Strode, my dog. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. So routines. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm. I, I'm. I'm not all in. I'm not all out. Mm-hmm. Right? I think mm-hmm. that they're... Yeah. Well, so... I, I think, you know, how it's worked for me, it's a structure umbrella, I think is kind of a good way to say it. Because, I mean, you know, the, like the dog sitters, like, what time do they walk? What time do they eat? <laughs> what time... Do, I'm like, I don't know. It's know. just kind of when it... between. You know, so I give her these windows. Between this and this, when it yes. works for you. Okay. You know, so... Um, so this is what routinely happens in our, our household every day <clears throat> is we, um, after, um, I'm up for the day. <laughs> what for, is that? Like three thirty? Won't go up. For, no, no. <laughs> Six, seven on weekends. If I sleep until nine, no. Oh, wow. Impressive. Okay. I don't get up for the dogs. Okay. Thank God. I don't get up okay, for the dogs. That makes me feel better. Now, one caveat, um, Scooter is well, a senior. Well, yes, you have and, to get up. Oh, so I will tell you, I have a doggy door. Yeah. Um, so everybody goes in and out except for um, the little guy, the little Charlie, eleven pounder. We don't want to hawk him up. He has, bless his heart. It's a, you know, it's one of those double doors, and he get whapped in the head, and he he is scared the crap out of him. He's so, on concussion protocol so, for for a few yeah, days. So, so no, but uh, so um, but with Scooter as a senior, mm-hmm. um, it that's. <laughs> this doesn't what I'm going to say doesn't apply to her because I'm getting up like 
if I hear her walking around in the middle of the night, yes. I'll get up and we were the same with Jake. Out. Yeah. And you know, so seniors, seniors in their last last times are are different yes. for everything. Yes. Um, but um, after getting up and having first cup of coffee or whatever it is, um, then we go for a walk, and uh, we walk. Um, it's about I, I and I have I have a a, a set route, uh, morning route. Um, and it's, uh, just because that's easier for me. If I'm going to, are they all on leash or off leash? So I have, um, cause you're on a lot of acreage. I have on a lot of acreage. So we, um, some are on, some are off. Okay. Um, two, the, the big guy and the golden are on leashes, um, because they are, they are very adept hunters. (laughs) And, uh, like serious, like hunters. serious, like take down a deer, take, yeah, take together. it down and eat it hunters. Yes. Um, so those guys are on leashes. Um, everybody else is not, um, everybody else has, um, good recall up until if they've already locked on and are in chase, I can't get them out of a chase. Um, but they will recall if I'm alert and, you know, there's something out there. Now, if we have deer out there in the front yard, I'll just turn around, go back in the house. And just wait. And then and then go outside and hoot and holler and get the deer to move on. And, uh, and so. Do and then, you feel like being breakfast today? <laughs> yeah. So If not, yeah. you need to move on. Yeah. Or I just don't need you to be chased across the no. field. Yeah. So, but no. So we, we go for a walk. Um, so we get up. Um, and now it used to be where, and I can either be real in depth or, or not. Yeah, um, go halfway. Okay. Um, so we um, put everybody, you know, the little guy gets a coat, so he gets his coat. <laughs> and I, ha- I kind of have a mud room, so there's a counter in there. So he gets put up on the counter and gets his, his coat, sweater, whatever for the weather he needs. So damn cute. And, uh, and goes out. Um, and, uh, and so we go for a walk, half leash, or, you know, some leash, some not. And, uh, and then we come back and we haven't talked about our, our, your our feeding chat, routine. Our, no, no, no. So we do the walk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, we do have issues. We're still working on. We're still working issues. So we do yes. the, I'll just skip over that. Yeah, we'll, we'll skip that and we'll, we'll get to we'll that do one. The, we'll do the walk. Um, and then when we come back, now when we come back from the walk, I dry feet. Um, and then that's also when I, I'll trim nails. So I'm working in husbandry. Love it. In, in the routine. So obviously I don't trim nails every day, but I actually will trim nails on wet days or rainy days when you get a lot of moisture in the nails, it makes them easier to cut. And that's uh, brilliant. Thank you. I've been doing this for 26 years and you, and never you thought just of that? gave me that one. <laughs> See y'all. See? Stop. That's why I don't call myself an expert. That shit right there. <laughs> Well, it made sense to me. I don't know. That is amazing. So, okay. So, you know, so on those days we'll we'll you know, trim nails and uh, you know, everybody everybody, you know, they're good. They hang everybody knows the routine, so everybody's bought into what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have people running you know, people, dogs. People. <laughs> people dogs. We don't have them running around crazy and they won't come into the house or any of All that. Right, because they know And I think and we also have good door control. Mm-hmm. We learned door control from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so now you open doors and um, for the most part, you know, unless there's a deer on the other side right. of the door, for the most part, everybody respects that. And we, I use the word pass to go through the door. And so, but like right now, anyhow, so 
I, I'll stay on the schedule. Um, so I'll trim nails. We don't have no damn schedule, but except your yeah. schedule. Okay. So, yeah. so, you know, I'll trim nails or whatever, do that. And then I also, the other thing I always do because um, Charlie is little mm-hmm. is he always gets obviously dried off and he gets brushed because he'll get, he'll get, um, not only might he get stuff in his coat, but his, uh, he'll get little knots. And so if he gets a comb mm. after every walk, he doesn't get any knots. Very important. And it takes like a minute or two. It doesn't take long at all. Yeah, very important with long-haired dogs. Yeah. If you just keep it maintained. And it, yeah. really, I brush Steve probably the cat. 20, yeah, the cat. Mm-hmm. 20 to 25 seconds, maybe a day. And he gives me permission by jumping up on the bathroom sink. That's yeah. where I keep the comb. Yeah. And so I just kind of do it. And when he's done, he jumps off. He's we, like, thank you. And that's it. And, and that's I, it. I don't get all is that I want to get, sure. but it's enough to keep yeah. him where he needs to be. Yeah. But it also gives him some and, agency over mm-hmm. that. And and with shedding season, mm-hmm. and if you haven't realized it, actually, there's, well, what I, my experience, I'm no expert, I just have dogs, <laughs> um, is it happens in the spring and the fall. Mm-hmm. And so when they start to shed, I will brush Quite a bit. Not every day. And every dog, interestingly enough, every dog doesn't happen at the same time. Right. Like right now, I got Nala, who's Red Bone Coonhound. She's going through it right now. Yep. Nobody nobody else really is right now. So, okay. So I'll brush her every other day, whatever, enough to get a full brush full or until she's done. And then it's like, okay, thanks. And and you go on. And then I don't have, because people always say, oh, you have tons of hair in the house. Well, if you don't clean your house in a couple of weeks, you're going to have hair, but... <laughs> Outside of that, no, not really. I mean, you know. I live with someone, though, who wants to vacuum every day, so. Oh, lucky you. Uh, no, no, so. it's, it's a little aggravating, so. no. But anyhow, so yeah. do do some of those husbandry things um, after the walk, and then after right. the walk, once, um, if people have been running, if people, I keep calling them people, if the dogs have been running a lot, um, so then we go into feeding. But if they've been running a lot and their heart rate's still up, I wait. A little bit Good. before I feed them, um, and then we do feeding, and then we have a feeding process, which is important because feeding is food is such a life sustaining resource that if you're going to have resource guarding issues or problems between dogs, that's a really good place for it to start. Yeah, like when people when I when I go to clients and they have multiple dogs and they free feed, mm, you can't do that. Oh my, or, I, I literally start twitching. Yeah. Because they're like, well, everybody's fine. But I'm like, you have no idea of what's happening where somebody's protecting that bowl. Somebody's not eating enough. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the weight, but their weight's sustaining because they're not eating enough calories. So they're storing fat. And and then you have dogs that are like tense when they're having to eat because there's no structure. Yeah. And you have seven. Yeah. So fortunately for me, I have a room that I feed them. And we actually call it the dog room. And it's got a closet. (laughs) And we put in a little... It's like a mini bar. They have a you know? mini bar. For it's the a mini dog. bar that yeah we use for the dogs. We don't we don't use it for the alcohol. That's somewhere else. But um, yeah, so um, so we feed in there, and we have. And of course, with this many dogs, we have I've either made up or used commands that help um, the flow and the movement of the things that we do. Um, so at the counter, of course, with that many dogs, you got different supplements and different things that happen. And I do food rotation, and so. Um, and, and we've had them allergy tested. And so we have different dogs that are, you know, 
It's, Y'all, it's, she's a it's dog a, owner on crack. Yeah. So Just so you know. <laughs> we, I don't even do this shit. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know. No. And that's the difference with the military. Well, I'm looking out. For, well, okay, so everything <laughs> starts with something. Yes. Right? So one of them has, has you know, so you just learn things. Yeah, because you know, they can't. She, they're, they're just not necessarily going to eat all the same food or do well on the same food. No. Or, but you've, I no. think you've been pretty lucky on yours. With fairly with intention, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. So I, I mean, you know, things kind of uh, just digress a little bit, but you know, Annie, Annie the ten-year-old border collie, has had anal gland issues like her whole life, mm-hmm. and they have to be expressed. They're always easy to be expressed, and she tells me she has to go when she starts butt rubbing on the floor, <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay, now it's time. But sometimes it's a couple months, sometimes it's mm-hmm. a month. You know, I don't know, and so I was really lamenting with the acupuncture vet I had, and she was like, well, have you ever had her um, allergy tested? Maybe there's an allergy causing inflammation. And I was like, no, I didn't know you could do that. And she's like, yeah, Dr. Dodd's out in California. And I was like, oh, so we sent Annie's off and we did that and we learned and she was also positive for something else that was causing inflammation. And so we did that. So then that caused us to think, well, Wonder what else is going on with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So then we decided <clears throat> to go ahead and have everybody else tested. And so then that, in the end, I have a matrix of who's allergic <laughs> to what. And out of the seven, I have two that have no allergies, and I have two that have seven allergies. And okay, look. And so <laughs> if this episode does anything for anyone, don't it let might me scare just, you. It might just be people like being like, "Fuck that! I'm, I'm gonna kick two dogs, two, and that's two it. Two is it? I don't care if I see them on the side of the road. I'll take them to the shelter, and we're good." <laughs> <laughs> no. So I mean, I don't know. For us, just one thing begets something else, yes, right? Yes. So if it helps her, well, maybe yep. help others. You know. And so it's like, ugh. Yeah. And, and well, and that's how DNA tested started because I didn't know anything about DNA right. testing and until you're like, you know, the vet said Nala was a Tennessee brown dog, and I was and like, I, no, she's no. not. And so, anyhow, I mean, she's from Tennessee and she's brown, yeah, reddish. So, anyhow, so yeah, whatever. So, um, so, so we feed, and then I've learned to doing food rotation is helpful for them, and so I have a food rotation plan we do, and and uh. And so at times, based on allergies, I can group certain dogs together and not. And, you know, and I can find, um, you know, one food that everybody can eat. That's which, awesome. Which is yep. the exception, but I've found it. So it's like, Woo-hoo! great. And they're doing great on it. Awesome. Um, so, but, so anyhow, so when I'm getting out the supplements and the different things, the chewables um, and getting their food, I make them go what I call behind the line. And so... Um, the room is linoleum on the floor and then the areas, uh, carpeted outside of that. So they have to be outside that line. Um, I do let the golden be in there, but he has to be down. And so there's no chaos underfoot. There's nothing going on. Um, and, uh, can I say, so which prevents a lot of issues because when you get dogs around food and they're all excited jumping around, you can easily get indirect aggression. Mm-hmm. which is that fighting towards each other. It's mm-hmm. not even necessarily resource guarding. It's just, I'm so excited to it's get my exciting. food and you're bumping into me and I'm excited and I want it, but I can't have it. So I'm going to get the closest thing. And it's just like this frustration. Mm-hmm. So having routines there, mm-hmm. perfect. And we have food bowls um, throughout around the room. 
So nobody is in a double feeder next to each other. Amen. I have I have double feeders, but only one dog is eaten out of it. Excellent. Um, and so they're around the room. And that was actually, you know, when I integrated Nala, when she mm-hmm. came to us, this live wire, I was like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> how is this going to work? So, I, so there's a couple of things I did with her um, that have... It's kind of like, as Nikki has said, you do, you find them doing something and you want them to continue that, just reinforce it. Yep. And so I did that with her where, um, and so once she was done eating, she went out of that central eating area off to the carpet. And so I tossed her a treat. Good girl. And I tossed her a treat. And so now, um, when she gets done eating, she just goes over there. And she, she waits to wait. get my dessert. Yeah. And I still toss her a treat, um, you know, because I want her to keep doing that. You stay Capturing out of the way. That behavior. Very you know? important. And so, and that's, that's real important. Whereas, you know, Urkel, who has no, not a lot of self-control, <laughs> he gets done. Well, and he, he has to have a go slow bowl because, and he de- damn near impales his face on it every day, every time he eats. But he, he, uh, you know, he gets done and he's this spastic, oh my God, oh my God, where's the other bowl? Let me look, let me look, let me look. And uh, yeah. Listen, and, uh, he needs a snuffle crazy. mat. He, he, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, it, well, yeah. With so many, there's only so much you can like do. so much. There's only so much my battles, you can do. Nikki. I know. Shut I'm, pick, up. I'm picking my battle, and that's not what I'm picking. <laughs> that's not what I'm picking. <laughs> I got this down. It's working. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so, and, you know, one of the other things I intentionally do, which, you know, the sound of it sounds ludicrous, but I give treats after a meal. It's and, dessert. And the reason I do that is all that I go... I go um, move to move out of that room to carpet area. Actually, we have chairs, so I'll either go sit in a chair or just go stand there. And I and they all get next to each other, and they sit. now Urkel has to go down because he's just too crazy if he doesn't. <laughs> um, and so, but so I want them, and actually I do. I do make them either sit and then go down if they want, but um, so that they're used to being in close proximity with one mm-hmm. another. And, uh, and then waiting on something they want. And actually it serves well. People get so impressed because it serves well because I use the same technique to get a group picture without a person in it. Well, I have a picture on one of the episodes that we did a couple of years ago. Uh huh. One the picture for that oh, episode is. That's right. That's, that's right. All of them. I, Nala may not be there. I know she might. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember know if she was around then. yet, but yeah, that's how, that's how I get my group <clears throat> family pictures yeah. is. Um, I can take them on and just have them sit down and, um, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's why I reinforce the, you know, the treat after the meal. Um, and so they're all used to it. No big deal. And then when we're done, I say release. I don't say okay anymore because that, <laughs> that didn't work well when I lived in suburbia. I, I, I'd be talking to my neighbors and say, okay. Okay. And, and we'll see you later. <laughs> there runs off the dog. I was like, oh crap. Freedom. So, but, uh, but yeah, but when we lived in town, I used to walk every morning when I would walk. And when I was in the military, I would look, I always lived off the installations and I would always find a home that was suitable for the dogs. Yes. And, uh, and moving around so much, that was easy to do. I mean, if you know, yeah. yeah. So that, that was easy, but I always wanted somewhere where I could walk them on a leash and then have a release area in a field where they could go, you know, do their own enrichment. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and then we join back up, um, put leashes on and then finish on to the house. And, uh, and so now because I have property, I don't have to do that, but that was, that was how we, we did that on the walks then too. And, you know, when you were talking about that, just having them sitting there after the meal, oh, the- for me, 
at that moment, what clicked was, okay, that routine creates control within them because Mm -hmm. they know the expectation. Mm -hmm. So there's no, am I going to get a treat? Oh my God, is this one going to get one before me? Oh my, it's this routine that makes them go, okay, I'm going to sit here because I know it's going to happen. We're all going to get our thing. And so there's no frustration there. And you know what even helps is when you say their name and give them a treat. And now here's one for Nala. Yes. And then, so everybody's waiting for their name. Okay. And I'm going to get one when my name comes. And actually it prevents like, cause if your hand gets kind of close to Urkel, he wants to go after it. And it's just like knucklehead stop. But, uh, but it, but it keeps him from doing that. He's like, Oh, that's not mine. That wasn't my name. Right. You know, he's so, like, I'm going to learn my name one day. I'm going to learn it. But no, he, he knows. He's so but, damn cute, y'all. But, but, uh, but you know, but that was a technique. Um, two to keep mm-hmm. them, you know, this isn't for you. This is for this right. dog. Um, so communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's really routine. Yeah. Is a part of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find where there are really important places to put that in. Like mm-hmm. your feeding routine and afterwards, I think that is a really important aspect to keep things yeah. because that's where a lot of fights happen. Yeah. Around treats, around food, mm-hmm. around bones. Mm-hmm. And and we give in the evening process, and, and I should, I'll, I'll talk through the day here in a minute, mm-hmm. but in the evening process at the end, instead of that, that treat, I give a dental stick. And so with that, they get it, I give it to them at the counter and then they go off and eat it wherever they want to. But I do it in the order where the, the least... Um, the most passive guy gets it first. Okay. So that Urkel gets it last. <laughs> so you notice Urkel's a common. <laughs> we got to pay attention to him because he'll, he'll, well, he almost tangled with somebody because they were chewing. He was done uh-huh. and they were still eating it and it, they had broken it in pieces and he went over there and he'll dive bomb to get it. <laughs> He's like, I mean, it was just laying and, here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it was right beside your face, but it was just laying here. Yeah. It wasn't in your mouth. And so, yeah. And so that's why, you know, (laughs) and at that time too. So with Nala, she doesn't get to go across the room anymore. When she gets her treat, she gets it in a different place because I don't want her near Urkel when when they're getting them. Right. Right. Because I know them because, because when they're eating those sticks, it's not a, a one, one chomp and you're done. It's a, it's a, you know, a couple pieces. And so you don't want any of those pieces. Somebody else thinking, Oh, I could have that. Right. So important that you understand your individual dogs Mm -hmm. because it helps you to prevent Mm -hmm. the issues that I have to come into. Yeah. Right. And, I think you've done such a beautiful job with that, mm, that you, you don't have the issues. I mean, yes, we yeah. are have, we, we have some other one, stuff, but, right? Yeah. But it's not anything that you've done. Mm-hmm. It's not where you've kind of said here, just get along. Yeah. You've learned the dogs and say, this is yeah. the best way to do this. So I, that's why I think routines are very important. I think for me, I think if I tell people, this is the routine to, to, you have to follow. I think people freak out because they're like, but I can't follow that on Tuesdays and Thursdays because my kid has gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't do that on Fridays. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I, so I want, I, I think that's where me as a pet yeah. trainer and teaching people where I'm like, I don't want them to feel like they have to have that routine. But yeah. by being with you, I've yeah. learned that there are times yeah. that I think it's very important yeah. to kind of have that system that even if it's at five o'clock or six o'clock, we still do it the same way. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and like, I will then, you know, then we go through our day. And a lot of times they self-select to play with themselves mm-hmm. sometimes right after the meal or sometimes they come in from the walk, they're feeling froggy and they'll all play <laughs> or whatever, you know. And, but then but then they're calm throughout the day. Yeah. And then and then we do it again in the afternoon. <laughs> and uh, that's where Nikki told me it was crazy. But I was like, <laughs> I no. am. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> She's like, my God. I mean, there's lightning striking the ground. You're walking the damn so, dogs. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so we, we walk again in the, in the afternoon. Um, and they've come to expect it, honestly. I, I think they do. And honestly, I don't do a lot of other enrichment. Um, and and that would just say is that and so, if you're doing the walking, it should be enrichment and not exercise. Yes. Right. Yeah. You're well, and doing more sniffing. enrichment. They're they're I mean, they're sniffing. We're we're not like, okay, you're walking my pace and I'm dragging you along if you don't want to come. Right. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people think that's what they need to do for walks. Yeah. Walks mm-hmm. should not be for exercise. Mm-hmm. You have a nice mm-hmm. big ass <laughs> fenced in mm-hmm. <laughs> backyard. I do, it's huge. Yeah, uh-huh. that's great place for exercise. Not mm-hmm. to mention Charlie running around the couch in the kitchen, yeah. right? So we get exercise there. Yeah. But the walks are more about enrichment. Yes. It's about enjoying each other's company, going out, letting them sniff, yeah. do their thing, other mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Rufus and Buddy taking down a deer. Yeah, right. I mean, that's enrichment. Not, yeah, they like that, <laughs> you know? But, uh, but yeah, we're not going we to have gonna, to feed dinner. We're not going to do that. <laughs> So, um, but we like our deer, so mm-hmm. we don't want to kill them. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's more about enrichment. So yes. really, when I because I tell people you have two times a day to give enrichment during feeding. Mm-hmm. You're feeding from bowls, which mm-hmm. I now tell clients to get rid of. Right. But you're also you're replacing that with what a lot of people can't do, which is those two a day walks of just enrichment right. walks. Yeah. Yeah. So I want people to understand that. You you may not have to follow exactly what your neighbor's doing or what Heather's yeah. doing or what I'm doing. It's yeah. it's finding ways though that when you can, yeah, giving that enrichment. Yeah. Well, even like you know, so in the evening, so if we're out late and get home in the dark, what, I mean, y'all go out, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> not dog stock. So yeah, I've been trying to get them to come that. over here and watch football forever. <laughs> I don't know. So, but, you know, and so get home in the dark, mm-hmm. we still, because they expect, you know, they expect it. We'll still go out and walk maybe, I don't know, 200 yards down the lane, turn around, walk back. And they're like, okay, good. We had our walk. Even though it was not the same time. It's not the, it's not the same time. It's, but it was still just a little bit. And that, that is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're not like being out like i can't go to dinner with you because i have to walk Mm-mm. the dogs at six o'clock no so i think a lot of people think that that's what no. it's like yeah. and i'm like life can't give you that yeah because you're retired yeah and mm-hmm. um you know a lot of people are like they have they got the kids yeah. they got they're working they got they've got stuff. extra this extra that yeah. um but it's just a matter of doing it being consistent when you're doing it yeah, and I and be present when you're doing Being, it. Oh, because you just nailed it. No, no earbuds. Holy crap! No, nothing in your ears. No music in you your head. You want a job? You just be present yes. with your dog. And even if it, it, it doesn't have to be a lot, you don't. I mean, you know, I hear Nikki and she. <laughs> You know, and Brittany talks about, you know, she sings songs to her dogs and does a gazillion things. And, you know, shoot, I would be hoarse and need, you know, right? two glasses no, yeah, of you water. seven dogs. Shit. So, you yeah. know, but it's like, just, just be present. You know. Yes. It, 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 I mean, I love that y'all listen to our podcast. So, Don't do it when you're walking the dogs. 
Yeah. Don't listen to us no. when you're walking the dogs. Be no. present with your dog. With your dog. Because that's important to them. Because they know. Yeah. They know if you're present or not. Absolutely. And and it's and you know, every you know, one of my mottos is every little bit counts. Yes. If you I can't love that. if you can't if you can't do a lot and you can't do the full thing you want to do, just do a little. And it's okay. Absolutely. Every little uh, bit counts. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Every little bit counts. Because mm-hmm. it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was good. <clears throat> oh, thanks. My God, mm-hmm. I wish Britt was here to fill up my wine glass. <laughs> God, that was a really good one. Yeah, every little bit counts. Yeah, I do think so, people feel like if they can't walk their dog around the block, they just want him to take them out. Yeah. I'm like, take them to the front yard, let them sniff for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Let them smell the rabbits and the birds and the squirrels sure. that went through today. Sure. You don't have to go for a long walk. No. Because a lot of people won't do that during the week, and then they try to make up for it on the weekends. Right. And one, the dog is not prepared to make up for it on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, you know, be present just a little bit yeah. with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Or be present even if you're doing a little bit, I think is what I meant to say. Yeah, that's what you meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and the, you know, I came to this as just, a, did I already say this? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully I did. Oh, we'll just repeat but, it because, you know, but, people uh, listen or having yeah, a glass yeah, of wine like, yeah, too. Okay, whatever. You're like, hell yeah. You know, <laughs> I, when I started this whole dog thing, I, I just wanted to treat my dogs like I wanted to be treated. And if I was in the house all day long, I, I would just want to just at least let me go outside and sniff, even if it's for a little bit. And I guess that's kind of where all that kind of came from. Okay. Is just. But you also, that brings up another point. Because, mm. see, I love it when we just start mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. Right. You said, if I want to treat my dogs the way I think I'd want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So being in military, because I'm sure. going to go back to that. Yeah. You've kind of been accustomed to directives. Constant mm-hmm. direction. Sure. Yeah. Do you feel like that. In the beginning, when I came over, you gave your dogs a lot of direction. Oh, a lot of direction. I don't know how you did it. Honestly, that's exhausting. Well, that's what you told me. That's exhausting. And I was like, what do you mean it's exhausting? That's just what that's I have what to I do. do. I think that's what I said. That's what I do. That's what I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that what my goal is, is for people to have a relationship with the dog so there's not they're not having to direct constantly, yes. but directing when needed. Yeah. And getting the response that you need. Yeah. Well, and that's where you got to do the work. Yeah. That, that's the, the part you got to do the work. What have you, what do you think that you've changed the most since you've been with us? <laughs> As you've been with us. Because we've been together I, for a, what, while, a while now. A couple yeah, years. A couple years. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've, I've learned to um, uh, acknowledge or reward the, the good stuff. I, I think that's been a big one. Good. When, when you see them do something that you you uh, want to see repeated, you you have to acknowledge that. Yes. You just can't. Because I used to operate on, well, that's what I expect you to do. Bingo. I, I don't need to tell you that. That's what I expect. Absolutely. But so, how do they know that? <laughs> right. How do you know that? So, and and uh, and just, you know, talking to them. I, I think, yeah. um, well, I've learned that in the process, too. I mean, they just, they just enjoy that. That yeah. you interacting with that relationship yeah because it's, it's truly about who wants to be in a relationship that nobody talks yeah, that's a one-way street right yeah, that's your first a, marriage yeah <laughs> right yeah. so um yeah so i think i think that's um that's one thing uh well the other one is just and i thought i was really pretty smart about calming <laughs> signals and and dog um you know, uh, 
how they communicate mm-hmm. with one another. I yep. thought I was pretty sharp on that. Um, well, I wasn't as near as sharp as I thought. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, so I've learned that more. Good. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I'm I'm better. I wouldn't say I'm perfect, but um, I, I recognize it, you know nobody needs to be perfect. No. But I've I've recognized a lot more, and just through things that have happened at the house, um, I've can see how how things have developed for some of the issues we have. I, I can look back and see how that happened. Yes. Because I didn't, you know, I I, some things. that's a really good point because when we deal with people that have inner pack regression issues, basically where dogs are fighting within the household. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say it just came out of nowhere. It never comes out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> I, I was one of those. <laughs> It just did happened. You, did you say that to me? I, I, don't, even I don't think I said that. No, uh, I, I just called. I called frantic. I was like, "I, Nikki, I need you to come. We just had a dog fight, and I need, I need, I need an appointment now." And I, I think, I'm like, "Urkel's fine." <laughs> I was. Like, I mean, Urkel was the reason I was there to start with. Urkel's fine. Yeah, it, it doesn't just come out of the blue. So, no. if anything, if you guys say, "You know what? I'm really limited on what I can spend money on to learn." I would say that dog communication is yes. the very first thing you need to educate yourself on because if yes. you learn that, yes. you start to understand how your dog's feeling yes, and it can help you to avoid a lot of issues. Yes. And I think if you, I mean, I'm not, if you can, if you're in town and go to Nikki's communication seminar, it is very, it is very helpful. And it's um, fun. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and I, I don't know the online part or whatever you have. It's, but bo- it's boring. It'll still give you information, but it's yeah. boring. But but the other thing, because yeah. I had my partner go with it. Yes. Because um, I had been before, but I wanted her to go. And she was like, okay, I'll go because you want me to. God bless her. She was and, just... uh, and, then, and then she was like, that was good. <laughs> and so then it was too funny because, you know, at home, I'm like the lead when it comes to the dogs. Yes. And it's kind of like, I don't. I, yes. Yeah. I don't want our relationship to suffer or people relationship to suffer because I'm telling you what to do with the dogs. And that does because, happen. Yes. Yes. Because you don't have the information and I'm telling you what to do and now you're getting mad at me. Exactly. But I've been and so, the education, so now we need to educate yeah. you. So I want you to get, so we came home for that. She's oh look, right there's a split up. <laughs> oh look, there's that I was like, I Oh good was, dog. I so wish and she was so, here today. And so oh but God. it was but it was really good because then we're like You're well, on the same page. Right. And then it also brought to light for me that I'm not um I'm not acknowledging the one who's doing the right thing. Right. I'm I'm not doing that enough. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, I need to do that more sometimes. And that's what the seminar brought to me. So I think that's really um that is very helpful. I love that because I do I, I tell people that if you had to make a choice between either getting training from me or doing the communication seminar, I would push you to the communication seminar first and foremost because I think if you know that, that will help you with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. And you know, if you can learn to understand your dog, then you know when they're feeling uncomfortable, when they're giving those signs mm-hmm. that they're not uh, mm-hmm. interested in interacting or they yeah. don't want to play that way. Because again, it goes back to no reactivity doesn't mean comfort. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, but I will also say too, I don't want to say a but, 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 but. Also, I think if communication seminar first, yes, definitely. Yes. But then even just one session, 
with you so you can have eyes on your dog with you, okay, Mickey, yeah. explaining. Because right. sometimes we, we get blind to our dog doing it. I can hear you all day long, and yeah, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. And now it's up to me to apply exactly what you said. Right. And so then right. there's also kind of a lack of confidence, like, I eh, did I get that right? Do I know for sure? Yeah, I can see and that. So, okay. And so then you halfway do it. Which I that. isn't overly effective. I used that, yeah. But I know you're booked a lot, and I know it's sometimes tough to get in when you need to, but definitely could do the communication to get a, yeah, a start. Yeah, get started, because um, I do think that that's a big thing. And, and I've had a lot of practice on watching dogs interact, and it does take practice, mm-hmm. which is why most of our videos are in slow motion. Yeah, um, they so have to be. They have to be. But all the resources you have out there is fantastic. Right, thank you. And, and it, I'm not even paying her for this, y'all. No. I'm not giving her but, alcohol. She brought her own bubbly water. Yeah. I couldn't even get her to have a glass of wine or beer with me. So, But I will... <laughs> That was Nikki's glass. Now empty. <laughs> empty. That was um, in my empty glass because Britt's gone. Yeah. But no, I, I absorbed. I was just like, when you had first come out to the house, I was all over the website like, oh my gosh, I need to learn this stuff. This is great. Well, I think that was um, the difference with you with even me coming in and, and realizing that you were very like rule oriented. Yeah. Control. I got to control mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, you were very open. Yeah. Because you knew that something was missing. Sure. Right? Yeah. You were very open to learning. And I think that's that's oh. why it's we've missing made it work, sometimes. right? Yeah, sure. Because mm-hmm. you were open to learning, mm-hmm. but you've also taught me. So that's been really that's nice. That's kind of cool. I love that's it. Neat. No, I love it. That's neat. Um, because I do. I learn from each client. I learn from mm-hmm. each dog. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I have my brain works a certain way. Your brain works a certain sure. way. And you have certain... Um, history and, and experience and, Mm -hmm. and so do I. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice to kind of have that collaboration, um, with things, but you know, the bottom line is getting these dogs to, to cohabitate Mm -hmm. when we're forcing them to cohabitate. Yeah. And I think they, you know, like I have one dog who really needs her alone time. Yes. And so she has a room, which is our bedroom, um, where that's her place and none of the other dogs, um, bother her. And if they would start to go in there, I don't let them. Um, I'm like, nope, get out. Cause all they're going to do is see what she's doing. Right. And it's like, she's not doing anything. None of your laying, business. None of your business. She's just laying in there and you don't care to be in there. So right. Get out. You wouldn't go you in know? there. If she wasn't in there. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, talking about things that work in the house, um, I, I think also, you know, we talked to routine. So I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, we, so we got all that. I think we, we got that pretty much yeah. good though, though, you know, there's a command that I made, um, move, um, just so the dogs aren't in your way when you're trying to move about. Yeah. Cause I can imagine walking and, through the house. Yeah. Trying dogs. to walk down a hallway to get to the, the side door. It's just like, Oh my gosh, move, you know, or I hear it, move at least three times when I come knock. Yeah. <laughs> Because, well, they're in the way. They know that um, the crack the crack dealer is here. Yeah. She is coming, and she is fun. And we play games when Nikki comes. And I, get we to, I get to tear up Nikki. paper when Nikki comes. Yeah, they like, love it when I she mean, comes. I mean, of course, I'm just like, move, give me Charlie. Yeah. I, I might know. be, le- tell Charlie I'm sorry if I'm less next time, because now I have my own little cuddle bug. Oh, that's okay. 
and he'll be just laying the floor with Rufus. <laughs> oh, that's fine. My God, because he's like amazing. He would like that. Um, um, yeah, but thinking yeah. about what works for your household. Right. I don't teach move on a regular basis, but no. that sounds like yeah. it's something that's very important yeah. to yours because you do. You have a lot. Yeah. Under your feet. And like in the kitchen, they, you know, they self-select out of the kitchen because they're always getting told to move. (laughs) They're like, so so they're like, I'm not staying in here. But that's important. uh, Don't just automatically assume they know to stay out of the kitchen while you're cooking. Yeah. And, and I, you know, if somebody, I actually have a rug up the side, you know, uh, by the trash can. And if somebody wants to go sit over there, you can sit over there. That's fine. Yeah. It's out of my way. Yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah. No, yeah, knowing what you want is the mm-hmm. first step to success. Yeah, with any dog. Yeah, and multiple dogs. If you don't know what you want with multiple dogs, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Yeah. If you don't know what you want with one dog, you're going to be aggravated, but you can get away with it. But yeah. multiple dogs. Yeah. If you don't know what your expectations well, are, it's going to be chaos. And you can't just all of a sudden, you know, get mad and scream at them, right? Because that that doesn't help a darn thing. No, except and, it's going to mess up your relationship with them. Yeah, and put them on edge. Yeah, and that's that's not that's not helpful because, as in any job or military, mm-hmm. you have someone who's in charge who yeah. knows better mm-hmm. right yeah that upper management aspect of things yeah but it doesn't mean you have to micromanage right and that's what i was doing before you came you were so micromanaging mm-hmm. Big i was time. i was mm-hmm. and it's freeing i mean that's what steve said it's right? freeing to like i don't have to manage all this no it's okay you know and if they stand to get treats or whatever that's fine right yeah it doesn't have to be yeah. so stressful. No. And and you just know your dogs. Like, some are more, like, you know, Urkel. God we bless. We keep going back to Urkel. He's such a good boy. He is. But, like, he cannot stay behind the line to save his life. God bless him. He just needs you know? a toe over it. So, so, so he has, you have to tell him to sit and then go down. And then, because if you tell him to sit, he'll pop back up in about a few minutes. You know? And it's just like, oh. So... And, you know, and instead of getting mad at him, I just know every day I have to tell him that. And But some of them, you have to do that. And that's knowing and your dog. Yes, knowing your dog. It's yeah. so important to know your yeah. dog and see them as an individual. Yeah. They're and not They're not all perfect. No. They have genetics. They have history. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, whatever their mother and father were. Right. Just like us. Yeah. I am so much like my daddy and I am so much like my mama. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There is so much of me that is from them. Yeah. Right. But I'm also very different from my brother. Yeah. It's understanding that individual and not trying to put them in a box that makes your life comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. You figure out what they are and you form your life around that because they're a part of your life. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it becomes a part of that mold. So think of like, you know, your life is this this clay and you may start to make this clay into something beautiful, but then you bring a dog in, mm-hmm. well, there's a new hunk of clay you got to bring in. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's got to all fit together. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. your clay doesn't turn into this beautiful vase. Right. Now it's a <laughs> fucking <laughs> dog bowl. <laughs> that is. <laughs> it's this thing. I don't know what it's it is. It's this thing that looks like, I don't know, a fucking alien. I don't know. But it's, it's yours and it's your mm-hmm. family's mm-hmm. and that's okay because mm-hmm. yours doesn't have to look like mine. Right. Well, and I think that's one of the things is, is there's no, 
there, there's no, you set the rules for what you want. Yeah. You know, if you want the dog in the bed, you want, who cares? It's amazing how many people you know? look at me when they say the dog sleeps in the bed. Mm-hmm. I ask the dog sleeps in the bed and the look of guilt on their face. I know. I'm like, I don't care. I don't no. sleep with but you. It's, it's, but it's freeing to know that it's acceptable if you want the dog to be in your bed. Yeah. If you want the dog to be on the sofa with you. It's up to you. Yeah. You, you just can't be bi- bipolar about exactly. it. Exactly. That, that's the only thing. Yes. That's I love that word thing. for that. Bipolar. <laughs> yes. Just be consistent. Right. Right. Like, I don't care. I don't live here. Right. But it's, just be consistent. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, you've yeah. learned so much. I know. From the first well, time I met you. Because I live it. I live you it. You do live it. I mean, that's... You do live, I live it. it. You live it majorly. Well, <laughs> like, you know. It's just... I don't know how you do it. No, I no. honestly don't know how you do it. And I commend you for doing it. Well, thank you. And you do it well. Thank which you. Which is why I wanted you on here. Well, that and I just like talking to you. Yeah. Because we usually spend 45 minutes of your session. I know. We, we just talk about <laughs> and how things D been going. And board just kind of like... Yeah, y'all good? All right, I'm going to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, we didn't talk about Nala and Annie. Did so we want to do that? I actually think I'd like to bring that back as a separate oh, okay. episode. Okay, great. Because Yeah, um, that'll bring up a lot. I, yeah, because I, I deal with a lot of inner pack aggression. Uh-huh. And you kind of start it with some issues with Urkel and Rufus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that was really inner pack aggression. I think that was just lack no. of communication, right? Yeah. Nala and Annie do have... Some some pretty serious issues with each yeah. other. Yeah. Um. It's kind of. It's like oil and water. Yeah. It, it, and it's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's been time consuming. It a, time very time consuming. Yeah. Um. I think that maybe putting that as a separate episode mm-hmm. would be good. Yeah. I yeah that's fine. Yeah. You know one one thing I wanted to say, which that just reminded yes. me to say say it, which is kind of whoop out there. But uh, my perspective on these dogs is when I say yes to taking it, and each one is was their own little story. Somebody came to me that they couldn't take it anymore. You know that they were moving or whatever happened, and uh, to me, it's a decision for life. And so I've, you know, decided that, okay, I'm going to make this work. And, uh, and I got to put the, put in the work to make it work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's a decision that, that I've made. Um, and that's not always easy. <laughs> it, <laughs> and, no, it's and not. It, and it does, and it does take time. Um, and, uh, yeah. but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change who, who I have on the, in the group. I think that the dogs that you have, found the best place they could ever be mm-hmm. because you do have kind of that, that tenacity. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got that tenacity <laughs> to be like, by God, we're going to do it. We're going to make this happen. I mean, the way you take care of your dogs and what you do with your dogs makes me look like a shitty owner. Uh, <laughs> Cause you are just, you really are amazing with what you do with them. Well, and I think that, if and again, I want it you on because I want people to see that if you can do this with seven dogs, if you can yeah. make this work, yeah, then they can make it with one or two or three. Sure, but even if it's two or three and a cat or two, mm-hmm. it's the biggest lesson is learning that they are individuals. Yep, and that there needs to be some type of structure mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just chaos all the time. Right, and even if the structure is not perfect, right, it's still structure. Right. Even in the uh-huh. smallest yeah. amount. 
Right. See what you taught me. Yeah. And and I really <laughs> I really think, you know, that putting a time to an activity mm-hmm. is is too much. Yes, quality is, over quantity. Yes. That that's not and that stresses you out. It stresses you know, the household out yep. and it's just not worth it. And I think that was when we first started talking, I, I, my assumption was that it was like was that. It, you're like, I got to get them out for a walk. We got to do 30 minutes. This is what we're going to do, whether they like it or not. I don't care. We're doing right. it. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. No. Damn. That's too much. Right. Yeah. But now that we've kind of talked it through. Yeah. Yeah. What you're doing is bringing peace to these dogs because they know this is what I expect on a daily basis. I don't fall apart. Right. And even if I get a small amount, I don't fall apart. Mm-hmm. But I, I have the comfort knowing that right. this is what my world looks like. And I don't yeah. have to guess what my world's going to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That it, is it going to be yeah. different from today? And I think that's what right. a lot of people do is they, they don't give the dog a solid world to look at. Mm-hmm. They change mm-hmm. the world up every day. Right, And even if you can't do all that you do, if you can't take your dog to acupuncture, if you can't, yeah. you know, separate that food or you can't take that twice a day walk or do that. In a it's just finding those things you can do. Right. Right. And what and, fits in. And what fits your, into your life. Right. And make that something that your mm-hmm. dog can count on. Right. That's predictable for the dog. Yeah. And that should give them kind of a peace and a, like they can a yeah, settlement. Like breathe. I can... I, I can trust in that. Right. I can just let this go because I don't have to worry about it. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> ah, I just mm-hmm. feel like I just like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like the world yeah. just. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was amazing. That was great. I love that. Any, yeah. any, I think that's a good place to stop. Sure. Sure. Any lasting words, any final words? Because I'm going to have you back. Okay. You and Great. Steve are both coming back. Great. Yeah. Um, because I Would do want to talk be about kind of the mm-hmm. inner pack aggression yes. issues. Because I do deal with that a lot. And and yours has been a very difficult case, I will say. Yours okay. has been a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that would be good to kind of okay. to talk through for people. So they sure. don't, so they know they're not alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it can, you know, you can work it. Yeah. And, um, but I think this was... I think this, this is, is really good what I want people to hear. Okay, good. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Don't don't give me your shitty excuses <laughs> that you can't <laughs> that you can't do something with your yeah. one dog. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got soccer practice. Right. Right? Right. Like come on, well, people. Well, and you know, or give yourself some some grace. Yes. Don't don't be mad at yourself. Don't be mad at your dog if you're not if if you can't do that. Right. So Yeah. Find what works for you. Right. Exactly. Find what works for you and your dog. But the biggest is take your dog in consideration. Yeah. Understand your dog that they don't understand this world. You're guiding them through this and you're teaching them what it looks like. You know, your dogs didn't come to you expecting to have this beautiful yard, this hundred and plus acres, (laughs) this amazing food every day. You know, know, they didn't expect that, right? They're just like, okay, I'm here. What does this look like? Right. It's like going to a new job. You mm-hmm. go to a new job, you kind of have an idea, mm-hmm. but then somebody's going to take you under their wing and say, this is what this looks like day in and day out. Yes. And it's going to make you more confident in that job. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we need to do with our dogs. It's not their job, but it's their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we need to help them understand and do a better job at it. Mm-hmm. And and it just goes back to again thinking about your dog. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and not just thinking about yourself. And if you can't think about your dog, then double think about should you even get a dog? Because that's important too. Don't be that yeah. person of, oh, I'm supposed to grow up. Yeah. I'm supposed to get a dog. I'm going to get yeah. a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And then I'm going to get married. Then I'm going to have kids. Yeah. And then I'm going to get rid of the dog because they don't like the kids. And then I'm going to do. Yeah. Don't be that. No. No. Mm-mm. You don't have to. There are plenty of opportunities to go like, I don't know, foster a dog over the weekend from a yeah. shelter. Right. Yeah. Or foster yeah. a dog for a week or two. Mm-hmm. You can do those things to have that. Don't put yourself in a situation that you can't that's not fulfilling to you and not fulfilling to the dog. Right. You know, and if you do decide, just find out, you know, take the time to learn about your dog. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Learn about your dog. So. I think so. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. You had to come all the way here. Because we tried to record last week. Yeah. Audio okay. was shitty. <laughs> yeah. I think because you live in BFE. <laughs> Let's be real. You... <laughs> She'd be talking, she'd freeze, I'd still hear her, but so you had to drive We're all good. the way here. That's fine. And I'm yeah. so grateful that you did. Because yeah. I really I was, do appreciate it. Because I, I think this was really good. Yeah, I think it was too. That and, was fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Next just, time Dee needs to come over and her and yeah. Brick can hang out. Yeah. And they're we'll, chatting we'll do the and gabbing. Uh-huh. And we'll just do our podcast. Sure. And then, you know, then yeah. we'll all like, I don't know, mm-hmm. hang out. See, my problem is that a lot of my people I want to be friends with are still my damn clients. <laughs> damn, my life. <laughs> well, yeah. So right. no lasting words. That was it. I, you got that. That was... I, every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end on that one. Every little, little bit, bit counts. counts. Have a great mm-hmm. week, guys.